0: maturity we are talking about that um some call it adulting and we'll talk a little bit about that too uh because a lot of times you know you hear our children say i'm grown (laughs) uh and so let's let's talk about that this morning let's bow in prayer father god how we thank you for today thank you for your goodness to us your great love Thank you for your word and how it teaches us, instructs us, Lord, how to live and walk before you because that's what's going to happen throughout all eternity. So this is our training stage right here with the Holy Spirit right there to help us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we have everything in you. Great is your faithfulness. For us in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, as we uh, come this morning, again, uh, Hebrews 5, 11 through 14, as we look at this whole idea of the reality of biblical uh, maturity, um, because I'll be asking questions along the line, are we up there, okay, Hebrews uh, 5, this is our leading uh, scripture, we'll come back to it. Hebrews 5.11, about this we have much to say and it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. Now, what type of people who are dull of hearing? Well, the Bible always explains. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk and not solid food. Woo. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child. you got your own Bible? Mark that out. Mark under it. Since he is a child. If you are unskilled, you are a child. I write unto you children. That's what, that's what John was talking about. Those of you who are unskilled. Hebrews 5.14. But solid food is for the mature. For those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. And I, I think that that's very uh, uh, important to see that, that when you are mature, you don't think like a child. You will not give your child not a uh, hundred dollars. They'll put it in their mouth. Okay. Uh, you'll put it in the bank or in your pocket, but they will put it in. They don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, and so that's why this morning, my my job is to find out whether you are children or adults. And we will uh, separate the physical from the spiritual. Then you decide. Then you need to decide what you're going to do once you have honestly faced this whole thing. So, introduction. I'm grown. There's a tendency to talk to talk and not have the knowledge of, of how to walk to walk. But they consider themselves adults. There are individuals who have been attending churches for 20, 30 years and have no spiritual depth whatsoever. Cure you know, and I go on these uh, various places, and I was up at the pulpit and I was ready to I'd go before the child. Oh, I did the books of the Bible. And uh, what happened was this little girl got up. And she had to be, yeah, I guess, about uh, six or seven. And she went through uh, all the books of the Bible. And when she, when she finished, the pastor said, oh, I wish I knew the Bible like that. And I mean, I automatically, my head just snapped, you know. And, and I, because they call it the law of the lid, that, your, that the congregation will not grow any higher than the depth uh, uh, of the, uh, the leader. See? And so what happened here is when the guy said that, I said, Oh my goodness. And what what is he teaching us? Okay, other than hooping. Okay. There are those who have an adult body but are self-absorbed and live life as an, an adolescent. So when you say I'm a dog, you say, Well, you better, better talk, speak to me because I am a dog. Well, then then ask him, explain to me what do you mean when you say you are a dog? I'm grown. Okay, good. What does for for me to have, I'm not trying to irritate you, but Tell me what you mean when you say you're grown. I'm older than you. No. Nah, I got an education. Nah, 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 nah. Okay. You're growing old because you were born to grow old. I mean, that's the way it's going. You're going to live and die. The Bible even say that. So tell, tell me something beyond the Bible. Why do you say you are grown? And if you cannot Clearly articulate who you are or uh, that you are grown, why are you putting those who are younger than you down and say you better have respect for those who are older than you, and the ones who are older is acting like children, so we need to straighten this whole idea about about adult adulting oh, by the way, that word I think it was two thousand and eight that they came up with this word adulting uh this word adulting is where um You have the millennials, um, they have come up with words that will not, that don't want to exactly conform to what happened yesterday. But in the course of laying things aside, they're forgetting some basic skills, like how to cook, how to raise children, how to use, I mean, that whole process. But they they are adults, you know, and you respect me as an adult. Listen, I respect everyone. As a person who God loves and that it was made in the image of God. As so a likeness and image, I respect who you are as God created you. Now, when you talk about being an adult, now we need to find out what does that mean from the physical aspect, and then we are go into the spiritual. And then you ask, then I want to ask you: uh, are you grown? Okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, really, are you grown? Uh, if not, grow up, okay, because you have all that it takes, God doesn't add anything else, you have all that it takes to be a magnificent and powerful person, <laughs> but it's where you are, and your ability to hear, respond, and grow, okay, okay, well, um, I dropped down. I dropped that down for back, uh, I'm sorry, Roland, just in case I uh um, Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure I didn't uh, skip something. Maturity, defining the term. So, if you want to explain to those, uh, I'm an adult and I'm matured, and here, well, here it is being fully developed physically, full grown, reaching an advanced stage of mental and emotional development, reaching the most advanced stage in a process ordained by God. I am an adult when I'm able to comprehend, to understand, not only understand to apply what I'm, I'm understanding, and then once I understand, I receive it, understand it, and apply it. Um, every now and then, you will see me get off on this little rolls here, and I, uh, and I begin to learn some more about the, uh, the Godhead, and I, and I, I listened to a guy who was making a box. And he said, there's only three ways, three aspects, essence of a box. You have the height, the depth, and the width. There's nothing else you can add to it. Uh, it's, a, it's a triangle. It's still a box. It has a height, a width, and a depth. When you talk about the, tri- the triangle, you have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There's regardless of how you stretch it or how you you still if the Holy Spirit is doing it at this time, He's still God. Jesus Christ, he's still God, you see, because it's a box. Once you have some of these things in place, then you can start adding on that and and, and learning from that some basic principles. It's amazing that the things you can do with a box. And how much so will you know the Holy Spirit in God? Okay, so this is teaching time. I had to do some, I had to lay out some things for you when we talk about this whole idea of becoming adults. Okay. Um, There are two types of maturities. Did you know that? (laughs) Here's the first one a natural physical development. From an infant to a fully developed individual, God designed was for mental development and to be in sync with our level of growth. And, and this is dangerous. Here's, here's what I, I found. You, you can see it on, you can have it on YouTube. Whereas a child is very smart, and, and this this is in a church setting, so the child is very smart in the church. And so what happens is he had watched the other uh, pastors bring out their handkerchiefs and everything else. And so uh, he learned scriptures and everything else. And so uh, they, they say, uh, you no know, little reverend so-and-so. And so he gets up, and I mean he's going to, and he's quoting scriptures, and, he, and, he's, and he's hollering and everything else. And they say, yes, sir, the Lord blessed him, the Lord anointed him. He's a child. When you get into the word of God, and it really start growing in you as a person, okay, I'll quit dressing our children up as an adults when really they're children. Let them go through that stage. Oh, they might be smart and they they might be able to be uh, very articulate with their words. They're still a child. They will think like a child and act like a child. And sooner or later, they have to grow up. And at that point, when you start growing up, that's when other people benefit from who you are and what you're doing. So um, the uh, the next one is, we first talked about the natural physical development. Then you have God's spiritual development plan. It's designed to receive the word and think and act in a way that will always be productive and pleasing to God. How do I know that I am a spiritual adult? Let me read to you again. God's spiritual development program is designed to receive the word and think and act in a way that will always be productive and pleasing to to God. Why do you say it? Remember, I always always ask the three questions. Why do you say it? What is your burden of proof? And how does it apply to me? I'm glad you asked. Because that's what our our little trip is going to be on. Why am I saying this? Because if you're not that, you're still a child. The Hebrew writer say, You, you still on milk. 38, ni- 90 years old. still on milk. And you said, I've been walking with Jesus all this time. Listen, you still in your diapers. You're still acting like a child. Because here's how adult spiritual adults act when they know God and when they walk with God. And that's my that's what I want to stress because. Well, I know I have to go to another message on this, but the whole idea is this is that once you understand adulting or being an adult, then we start applying it to every area that we thought we knew. But that's that's another day. All right, now let's go on to the next slide. Soon you will realize that many people will love the idea of you, but lack the uh, maturity to handle the reality of you. Boy, I you know that's. I'm glad that we send this off to you with the email and everything else. So you, so there's no way in the world you can miss this. You, they don't do jot it down. Then uh, Donald will send it to the uh, email. Uh, it's our podcast. there's many ways that we we're trying to do this, and we trust that you you'll get this. All right, we're going. What are the signs of maturity? Okay. When we possess godly insight, seeing life from God's Perspective. When we possess understanding and wisdom in handling every life situation, I didn't say some life situation, every life situation, whenever something is happening to you, stop and uh, analyze what's happening in you. Are, are you hear what I'm saying? Whenever something happens to you, take a moment and, and here's how you analyze. Am I... How am I responding? Am I responding as a believer? Am I responding uh, out of my uh, level of uh, fleshly uh, growth or, or flesh or spiritual growth? How am I responding? If you're not responding, if we're not responding in a way that glorifies our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, then it's not to put you down, but to make you aware so you can make the necessary adjustments. Okay, This will help you to keep your cool at all times. Uh, because there's so many things that are going to take place that's going to challenge you. And the first thing that's going to happen is God is not looking at the challenge. He can take care of that. But we are responsible for taking care of who we are and what we do. That is very key. That is very key. So um, so when we uh, die to ourselves and make the Lord our top priority when we're able to receive a negative response and redefine it as a learning experience. Have you ever had someone uh, uh, say something about you and uh, it, uh, it, it kind of stunned you? I remember when I was working at Partner Pioneer National title uh, Insurance Company and um, <laughs> this young lady, she she got a little bit irritated with me yeah okay, but she said, "Donald Racket, you have the intelligence of a rock." And uh, now I I could have responded back, you know, <laughs> you know coming out of hood, you know you, you, you can you can respond back, but um, I said, Boy, I said, that's it. she called me a rock." And then I had to ask myself, that myself "Donald, are you a rock?" No, that's what did she be upset about that? She called you a rock. Yeah, but that's her perspective. She really don't know you. Does she? Then if she if she doesn't know you and you're not a rock, why are you upset? Well, she said, well, then if she said you were the nicest man on earth, you would have smiled all over the place. But he called, she called you a rock. Okay, this is a reality test. Accept it. I'd make be the good, I'm gonna be the best rock in this company. I'll be rocking it. <laughs> well, I have to start. I throw that out. Okay. Um, it, it says here, uh, lost my okay. when we possess understanding and wisdom and handling every uh, life situation, when we die to ourselves and make the Lord our top priority. The reason we keep getting bent out of shape because you keep starting from yourself. To the circumstances and you take it to the lord so that no 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 the lord said no when you go through a situation this is cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you you know and the whole idea is that thou shall keep him in perfect peace mature peace whose mind has stayed on thee because he trusts in thee and so if you really want to stay stable then get your eyes off yourself and your situation and put it on the Lord, okay? If you're looking for peace. If not, then what happens? Here's the problem. When you don't have peace, now you're telling everybody about your problem that you don't, didn't take to the Lord in the first place. So why don't you take to the Lord first and then ask the others to pray for you? Uh, well, um, when our sense of purpose and passion are clearly understood and addressed. How do I know that I'm I'm mature? There's a passion. There's a passion to know and to love and appreciate the Lord. It's not a Sunday thing that this is what we do on Sunday. It's a time when I organize my life and my thinking and in the course of doing it, I make sure that I'm on target. I'm I'm still growing. And you know what I found in the level of my growth? I have found that the more I know, I realize I don't know. And I'm dealing with the God of this universe who have kisses now, millions of solar systems and managing all of those in the vast uh, infinite space and then have time for us in our small moments he cares for you don't ever blame God that God doesn't care well I know he cared because Jesus died on (laughs) all right Let's go on. As we move on to our next slide then, thinking it through, maturity is a process. Maturity is our Father's ultimate goal and agenda for our life. Maturity is a great position to establish and achieve tremendous satisfaction to the glory of God. Our level of maturity will affect the lives of those whom the Lord will place in our life. My aim is to create an environment for learning that will greatly impact how we hear, think, and live. That as we talk our talk, we'll back it by how we walk our walk. That's what it's all about. Consider this, and I'll be sensitive the time. If we had to pick it up next week, amen. Is our father ultimate, it is our Father's ultimate goal and agenda for our lives. It is a great position to establish and achieve tremendous satisfaction and, and glorify God. In our time together, there are a few things we must remember and embrace. Maturity requires the right environment. How do I know? The first thing is, if I'm going to mature, I have to be in the right environment to help me to m- mature. I'd be in an environment that will feed and help me to grow. Next, maturity requires proper guidance. The maturity guaranteed God's approval and blessings. So, the environment, proper guidance, God's approval. Let's hit the outline. Maturity requires the right environments. That's why we need to deal with Hebrews five, twelve, or fourteen, and six, twelve. The research follows. About this, we have much to say and it's hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. For Though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk and not solid food. Okay, Let's go on. There was a need for a reality check. The, the readers of the Hebrew uh, epistle had a mindset that was not able to hear and understand God's plan and purpose. Immaturity hinders and blocks spiritual development. They're dull of hearing. That's what Hebrew says. you are dull of hearing. They lack spiritual understanding. And they were in need to receive the milk of the word for the nourishment of the body. They were unskilled for constant righteous living. Whenever you are unskilled, that means that you cannot consistently, will not consistently do the things you know God expects in life. And that, my dear friends, we need to think through very carefully. Hebrews five thirteen. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the world of righteousness, since he is a child, I think we ran across that word, didn't we? Uh, and I was in the Sun School class, the word child, you know. And uh, when you're a child, then that means that's the level of your understanding. That's how you're going to act. That's how, you, that's how you're going to live a child. I, I think, I hope I'm driving it to you. If you are unskilled with the word, you are a child. Don't get offended. Just get away, become awake, and let's, let's grow. They were considered unskilled children instead of mature believers. Observation, it's dangerous and foolish to be unskilled in a war zone. Solid food strengthens and empowers the believer to live a righteous and productive life. It says this, but solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Amen. That's solid food. And it <laughs> says the whole idea is that you have the power and you're, and you're trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. It's not a one-time shot. It's an everyday situation going on in your life. You're constantly adding to your uh, adding to uh, the, the word of God and, and growing in the, in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That guarantees that you will be mature. And guess what? Every now and then, God will have you called test time. Test time is when God let all of these things come into your life, and it seems overwhelming. God can handle that anytime he wants to. If fast as it came in, he can take it away. The thing that he's looking at is, how am I maturing under the pressure? Okay. Things mature when it's getting the right environment in order for it to uh, uh, to reach the full maturity. Hebrews 5 of 14 uh, says this again, but solid food is for the, the uh, mature for those who have the powers, the servant trained by the constant practice to distinguish good from evil. So we don't there's no compromise, either it's good or it's evil. Okay, let's go on. They were given sound instruction and advice on becoming more spiritual and effective. Now, notice what he says. I need to pause here because I think we need to understand it. He says, therefore, in other words, in lieu of what I just said, therefore, let us leave elementary doctrine, elementary doctrine, okay? Doctrine 101. Put this, in other words, don't forget it. You move to another level. So don't keep going back to Doctrine 101 when you should be going to the next one so you really understand what God is saying. So here's some of the things of elementary doctrine. One, of Christ, and go on to maturity. Not laying aside a foundation of repentance. That's number one, from dead works. Faith toward God, number two. those He says, all of that is says, that's elementary. You should know that. Don't go back to that. If you keep going back to that, you won't go for it. If you know that you you say by it you are given to it you are grown by it, but now you pass that you need to know to go to another level, okay, Hebrews uh, six two, and of the instruction about washing uh, the the washing the laying on of hands the resurrection of the dead eternal judgment. That means that if you went to Moody Bible Institute and you uh, came out as a student knowing about eschatology, uh, theology, uh, soteriology, and angelology, and all of these other things, you can still be immature because you have the information, but you know, cannot now dissect and see how does it affect you as an individual on an everyday basis. What do you do with the information that has been given you? You go to college? You you get your your degree, and the college says you come out summa cum laude. that means that means you're smart. You show sure no smart, and so you walk across and you get your diploma and everything else. And and boy, the folks are throwing their hats up. And and then when they get out of the college, they don't know how to pay off their um, you know their loan. Uh, Some move back in, mama and daddy. uh, uh, They haven't figured out life yet. But you were summa cum laude. The school called you smart. The world calls you smart. God says you're still a child. And until you get into the word of God and God's word gets into you and start changing things and throwing out stuff that shouldn't be there, you will not grow. You still be saying the same thing day after day. I'm working on my my basement. <laughs> Some of the things I'm I'm finding is literally mine. I'm finding that, um, like for instance, forgive me for this uh, rabbit trail, but I, um, I the, the juice alloy. Karen and I we drink that. No. And I was running pretty low on that. And I said, boy, look looked like I had to order some more. As I was shifting things around in the basement, I had a whole box with six bottles in it. And, and I had a nerve to talk about praise the Lord. No, that, no, don't praise the Lord. That's stupidity. You should have had a place where you should know where things are. And, and that's what happens. The Lord starts saying, no, no. See that stuff that you're carrying on to right now? Throw it out. It, throw it out. Throw it out. Throw it, out, throw it out. You start finding, wow! I don't know. You st- you'll be surprised at things that's already there, but because of immaturity, you you know where it's at or how to get at it. So you keep asking the same questions over and over and over again, and when it happens, uh, we have problems. Okay, we have to change mics. Good. Okay. all right we're on target and so um as we think about this uh, situation um i think that the holy spirit not think i know that the holy spirit wants to start working in on us so the lord says some of the hears it, some of the things i don't want you to throw it out i want you to lay it aside you see leave it alone praise god for his mercy that saved me from my sins that's great now, what are you doing as a result of being saved? What about the areas that you really need prayer for that you really don't share? In other words, God started getting back to the fact you all, you know me theology with your theology. You know me as a saint. You know me. Now it comes down to how you live for me. And not being the fact that it's, it's understood you're in the world, God is concerned about the world being in you. What's in you that needs to be taken out and laid aside? Conversations, whatever the case may be. Okay. Um, three things were mentioned in these verses. May They take the three steps. One, leave, set up, and stay away. What is it? Leave. Leave, set up, and stay away. He said, let go of, do not dwell on the established doctrine that you already should know. Set up, step up to spiritual stability. Go on to maturity. And stay away from environment that is not conducive to growth, spiritual growth. You want to be adult? Then if you say, I'm grown, May your life show it, and may people know it. You don't have to wear a sign around and say, I'm growing in Christ. They don't need to. They just need to know. Don't be wearing no signs, and and what would Jesus do, and all this stuff. Look, all you need to do is to begin to see life from God's point of view, and to love individuals regardless of where they are and what they're going through. The Lord says, now you're showing yourself to be an adult because this is how we we operate in glory. God does not have immature believers, saints of God in glory. He's preparing us. Okay, Number two, maturity requires the proper guidance. Ephesians 4, 11 to 16, it says as follows. There are four major things that are necessary in God's development plan. There must be qualified leadership. Okay. God God has a structure. He's, He's going to teach you. He says, here's how I'm going to show you how to be mature. So the first thing I'm going to give you, qualified leadership. And he gave up apostles and prophets and evangelists and shepherds and teachers. So when you see the whole idea of, of these individuals uh, these their responsibility as to what they do in the in the church um there's something else once you have the qualified leadership and that's a whole different sh- uh, s- subject there then we go on to the next verse it says there must be a precise mode of operation to equip the Saints for the work of the ministry, of building up the body of Christ this is the responsibility of the leadership everyone that's in leadership have to be ordained by the Word of God in other words if it does if it's, in other words God has a job description for qualified people because qualified people will be affecting the lives of individuals if you if you don't see it here it, it's, it's not there at all now, some folks will come out there they are an apostle <laughs> oh this is you, you're an apostle right? okay uh the last apostles i know uh died years ago but the word apostle also means sent ones so if you're saying that you are a person that the lord is sending to do this that the whole idea of being an apostle means to sit and sit one well he, i heard one pastor was saying that um uh, that, uh, that he was above the apostles, he's the angel of apostles. I said, you know what? Uh, some, some, all of his puppies are not barking right now, you know, so to, to overlook him. Um, and then it's until we all attain. Get this. Now here's the reason why you had the right leadership for the equipping of the saints for the work and the ministry for the building up of the body of Christ until. Here's our ultimate goal. Until we all attain, we all get there to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood or womanhood, to the mature measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. What happens is the more we grow and the more we know, we begin to adjust to the box. Remember what the box is? God the Father. God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And you, you see that, I don't care what areas, the, the three in the uh, uh, kingdom, triangle, you use triangle, box, circle. All of them contains various elements that makes it up. You cannot take one of the angles off a box, and it's a box. See, One angle off of a, a triangle, it's not a triangle. It's the same way. What the Lord is doing, he's drawing us in to the family. And as he draws us in, we become like the Godhead in our actions and our thoughts. And we begin to get this. We start talking to God more on a mature level. And not on a uh, earthly level. That's okay. Then we move on there must be a purpose for this plan so that this to get this now so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by the every wind of doctrine by human cunning by craftiness and deceitfulness we talk we talk about our Sunday school class about the antichrist and it says about those who are mature those those who are mature they they able to stand their grounds There are those who will be deceived. Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into into him. Not for him, into him who is the head into Christ. From whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up and now. Every one of us have a gift. Some of us have uh, a, a couple more gifts. The whole idea of your gifting, spiritual gifting, is not that you get Uh, look good or make money is for you to build up the body of Christ and them being built up they walk with the Lord. That's what it's part. That's why when we talk about uh, coming together, morning worship, whatever the case may be, each one of us have various gifts and uh, and you're not better than you just, this is what your job is. You see? And when you're not doing your job, the whole body suffers because God has Uh, initiated in your life something that's very important. And you don't have to be quote, on top of the ladder. Just be who God saved you to be. Amen? Um, Three things were made very clear. If we are children, we will be vulnerable to every kind of doctrine. If we are mature, it will greatly affect our speech and status in Christ. And being mature will knit the family of God in love. We got to go. If you're grown, uh, uh, don't stop growing. You can cont- you continue to grow. But, but the thing is, there should not be a time when we have children walking around like adults. Pastor, you looked at me. I look, I'm, my eyes just, I'm just going around going around the room. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not talking about him. I, I ran into a situation like that. I, I finished the message and the person came up and said, You were talking about me. I said, no. I said Yeah, you you looked over at me and I know that you were talking about me. I said, oh, no, I wasn't talking about you. Good. I said, the Lord took you into the, the Remo, took you in the back room and gave you a whipping. And uh... <laughs> oh, well, anyway. So I, I think that it is important that we uh, we do that. Uh, lastly, been very patient, maturity, guaranteeing God's approval and blessings. let us, let those of us who are mature think this way, and if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Colossians one eight. Him we proclaim warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature, everyone mature in Christ. We keep running across the word all, and then everyone. God wants everyone to be that way. He expects everyone to be that way. Yet, among the mature, we do not impart wisdom, That's 1 Corinthians 2, 6, although it is not a wisdom of this age or the rules of this age. Who are doomed to pass away. He said, We we uh, yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom. But he says, then he can have the comma. He says, but here's the uh, but or although it's not wisdom of this age. The type of wisdom that I'm I'm giving to, to you is not something that you'll get from this world. It's not the wise saying of all of a famous individual. See, it's so easy to quote somebody, but next time you quote somebody, check out their lives just who in the world are you quoting? You might be quoting the Antichrist. And the word sounds good, but it has no depth or substance to it. And I think that's so important to understand. Um, First Corinthians 1420. Uh, Brothers, do not be children. Boy, they, they, they're the children now, right? Uh, Do not be children in your thinking. Be infants in evil, but in your thinking, be mature. Be an infant in the physical things, in the worldly things of of this world, but be mature when it comes down to being a son or daughter of the Lord. Step up to the plate and be that. And guess what? The Lord never tell us this word, When you see the word "be," that means you're capable of doing it. You're responsible for doing it, and you'll be held accountable for doing it. You you go into a classroom. Used to be, you can go into a classroom and say, "Be quiet." (laughs) They laugh at you now. They think you're trying to strike up a song, you know. But uh, but the whole idea is, I I know you can do it, okay. And you have you're responsible for doing it. And so guess what? I'm going to hold you accountable for doing it. And the Lord is telling us, don't be be a child. Are you grown? Uh, Or are you an infant? Uh, Regardless of where you are, there's a point of growth where we say, I need to get closer to the Lord. That's mature thinking. Okay. That's gone. One last thing. Being in Christ is a privilege and a blessing, but there is much more involved in in the salvation package. As citizens of the kingdom of God, we are destined to be mature in our thinking. It is not an accident but a divine determination. Permit the Holy Spirit to instruct you in this predetermined development plan your maturity will make an eternal difference. You know, as I, when we go into prayer, we are going to stay on maturity, but we're gonna take it now to a very specific areas. Okay. Uh, ne- next week, uh, we're gonna talk about tithing. And uh, I appreciate what the brother said. God does not need your money. Then why does God make? Why does God want us to uh, to tithe? And you need to understand the overall purpose of tithing. And it's not the money in your hand, but the God in your heart. And once you have the God in your heart, there'll be no problem. It's what you have in your hand. I hope I'll be talking to mature audience. And we begin to look at God's word. It's not 10% and 20% and uh and we're we're under grace. And so since we're under grace, we, we give it. No, no. That, that has not take all of that off the table because it's not. It's not. You have to understand the overall purpose of why God did it in the first place. Amen. Oh, you gonna to talk to me about my money? Yeah, I know, uh, but it might might help might help a little bit. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, I think that uh, I think I finished my outline here, and we want to prepare for prayer. Let's let's bow. Father God, how I thank you for the saints of God. I thank you for your word. I thank you thank you for your word, Lord, because you don't hold the punches. You tell us in Hebrews, grow up leave it alone, leave that alone, move from that stage to the next level where there's love, where you really understand love. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, that once this thing begins to bloom, we begin to see it in every aspect of our lives as mature believers. And that when we come to morning worship, because we need to come and understand the full purpose of morning worship collectively. Thank you for what you're going to do, Lord. Help us to be spiritually mature believers. And for those who do not know Christ as their Savior, Lord, I pray that you, this will be the turning point in their lives. My prayer, Lord, if they come to realize that Jesus Christ is God who came in the flesh, who died on the cross of Calvary for the world's sin, all of our sins. And they have to realize, Lord, that they are a sinner and they cannot do anything to save themselves. And they must believe that Jesus Christ died for their sins and ask forgiveness for their sins. I pray toward that end. For those who are believers, We those who have come to uh, morning worship, my prayer is that each one of us will decide how we will grow or will we still stay in the playpen of life as children? Whatever state we are in, Lord, it reflects on how it makes you look good. So help us to live in a way that's pleasing and honor to you. And thank you for this privilege. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen.